Hello and welcome to BB On The Record, this podcast from British Bandsmen. I'm Mark Good, editor of British Bandsmen, and in this episode, I chat to Nicola Shaw, the newly appointed flugel player with the Fairy Band. Nicola discusses settling in to her new surroundings and the positivity around the stand as Fairies prepares to hit the ground running. She also looks back on a lengthy spell with Wingates, charting her progress from back row to her treasured seat on Flugel. Nicola chooses her piece of the podcast and discusses her banding journey, from being too small to play trombone, to performing at Symphony Hall, the Royal Albert Hall, and taking centre stage in the BrassPast.tv Best of Brass Festival. But first, how is life in her new musical surroundings? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've been back banding since after COVID, since May time. So I don't really feel like I've had much time off, really. We've been in full action for a while. Um, And then obviously I joined Fairies a couple of months ago. I've been enjoying their rehearsals. It's a great atmosphere in the band. We've been, we had a look at the open piece. Um, That was fun before um that got postponed obviously now we've had a quick look at heroes we got that out last rehearsal so i'm sure like rehearsals will get a bit more intense for that soon um and then we've got a a couple of gigs um at the end of this month so we've had a few pieces out like for that well congratulations are in order as you say appointed to this wonderful seat flugelhorn at the fairy band have you had an opportunity to do a great deal so far or has it mainly been joining in for rehearsals? Yeah, it's, ma- it's mainly been rehearsals. Our first gigs are the end of September, the 25th and the 26th of September. Um, but other than that, it's just been like sectionals and full band. Every band has its own dynamic, its own vibe, doesn't it? How have you found things at Fairies so far? How have you been settling in? Oh, I really, do you know what? I love it. I was with Wingates for eight years when I was coming down to rehearsals before I officially joined Fairies. Um, I said, like, a really important thing for me is the atmosphere and the people, not just the playing. Like, I don't just jump shit because, like, a band's considered, like, a better status or anything. And everyone's so supportive. Um, they signed a few new young players, like... Emma on solo horn, who I obviously like work close with. Um, and I knew straight away when I went to the first couple of rehearsals that I was a really big fan of Adam and Adam's style. Um, I get on with him really well. He's really laid back in front of the band. And, this is yeah, Adam just, Coop, your, your conductor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Adam Cook, the conductor of Fairies. Um, yeah, um, I get on with him really well. Um, it's just a really great atmosphere in the band at the moment, probably because of all like the new signings and like it's like almost like a fresh start for the band because Adam's not been there that long, really. Um, I think he's been there for like over a year, but obviously COVID happened. So everyone's not really been together that much until the last couple of months. Um, yeah, I'm re- really loving it. You don't live a million miles away from fairy band is it a band you've always had an ambition to play for you know what I've never really because I've come from a non-banding family I remember when I joined Wingates when I was 16 I didn't really know what I was getting into I only joined because um Paul Andrews their current conductor was teaching me and he was like like it's a better band and 
like they just do better gigs and so but I didn't really know what I was getting into um so I've never really aspired to play for any particular band really but obviously now now I'm older and I've been in it a while like when Adam asked me to join the band like it was a no-brain it was like yeah of course like the band the band's great I'd love to you're arriving at Ferry from Wingates, as you say, where you enjoyed around eight years with the band. Clearly in that time, you become part of the fabric of things and part of the team. So was it difficult when you decided to go for a new musical challenge? Yeah, absolutely. So when when I got an email saying um, there was a vacancy, flu- a flugal vacancy at Ferris, and if I'd like go down, or if I'd be interested in joining, I just... Um, initially said can I just come down and like get the vibe of the band Um, because like I said before like the people um, and the atmosphere is just as important to me as the playing and but yeah being at Wingate for eight years I think bandsmen are always like coming and going I think there was only me and about three or four other players who had been there for that like entire eight years so I definitely was like part of the the furniture I was like one of the long-term ones but no it's not I was worried that it was going to take me a while to settle in again and like become really like comfortable but no within a few rehearsals Adam made me feel so comfortable um all the the plays who have been there for a while at fair is so like supportive like coming up to me at the end of rehearsals and stuff and like there's quite a lot of new plays as well so everyone's kind of fitting in at the same time so no, like I've, I've fit in straight away. Let's go back a little bit to the start of your time with Wingates when you arrived there. Where were you with your playing and your musical life when you started at Wingates? Um, I'd been playing for eight years. I joined Wingates when I was 16 on Second Cornet because Paul Andrews teaching me. I won my very first contest with the band, which I think was... The Northern Open. I don't even think that contest happens anymore. Um, on of distant memories, went on to rep a month later. Like was on rep for three years. That was a really good time for the band because they got promoted from the Senior Trophy to the Grand Shield, then got promoted to the British Open. Um, went to the national finals for the first time, um, and then three years later got asked if I'd like to go on to Flugel. I was, I think I was about 19, 20, so still still quite young. That was four years ago. Um, and my very first contest, I remember, was Swan Lake, the Grand Shield, which is a very high, very exposed Flugel part. So I remember being a bit nervous. Um, but we came second and qualified for the Open. That was my first contest on Flugel and um, managed to get three opens in over the past three years, which I'm quite proud of, really, because like still quite young. Some people have never done a British Open contest. When the opportunity came up to play Flugel, was that daunting or were you ready to embrace that with both hands? Oh, yeah, I was definitely ready, I think. Um, I'd been on rep for three years and I, I loved it. I just, I, I loved playing my own part, really. I don't like... Um, I don't like sharing with people, not because, <laughs> just because I think sometimes that would make me lazy. If, it, if he ever asked me to go on second man down or the front row, depending on the piece, you've got people to rely on. But because I was on rep and um, I was kind of like always one of the youngest in the band, 
I always made sure I was like 100% prepared I never wanted to like show myself up so by that time I was definitely definitely ready for the challenge and um I never look back really I'll always thank Paul for that move because he gave me the opportunity really because I'd, I'd like I'd like to think I'm going to play flugel for the rest of my life now like it just the the instrument suits me as soon as I played it I thought this is more natural to me than a cornet. So Paul Andrews has clearly had quite an influence on your musical life as a teacher and conductor. How would you reflect upon that link with Paul? So I met Paul um, in Goulburn, actually, my very first band. He came to conduct, um, they were fourth section, I think, at the time, and his very first contest, we won and went to the national finals in Cheltenham got promoted to a third section and like I said before like my family's not a band in family so without that kind of influence I don't think I ever would have ended up at Wingate yeah I probably would have ended up progressing because everyone at Goulburn was supportive as well but yeah I don't think if if Paul didn't come to Goulburn I wouldn't have progressed at that point um he's the one who decided to put me on Flugo so yeah he, he's always looked out for me and um, made all my big, big moves for me and I'll, I'll always be appreciative of that. You already picked out the odd contest result along the way with Wingate. Are there any other particular highlights that really stay in your memory from these past eight years with the band? I love the British Open contest. Like, I reckon that's my favourite contest. Um, just the whole weekend's great, not even just the playing. We were quite fortunate at a time where the band, um, when the band was really progressing and it went up to the Shield and the Open and went to the finals, we were doing, uh, we're just really busy. I enjoyed the time we were doing Dot Martins, the Scottish Open, all the March contest. And I look back and I still look back now and think I didn't, I didn't actually realise what I was doing because I was just turning up and playing. Like I really didn't see like banding as a, as a bigger picture, kind of kept myself away from all that. I'd say my main highlight with the band is was this year actually, and it when he, Paul chose me as the featured soloist um, at Brass Pass, which was in June, July. It was only a few months ago, and it just happened to be um, my last gig with the band, so it was probably yeah my most memorable moment. Well, that brings us very neatly indeed to your piece of the podcast, which is indeed a performance from the BrassPass.tv Best of Brass Festival, which took place in Halifax earlier this year. So, without any further ado, let's listen to flugel soloist Nicola Shaw, accompanied by Wingate's band, performing Rodney Newton's Dimitri.
Dimmy Dream Music by Rodney Newton, a live performance from Wingate's band at the 2021 Brasspass.tv Best of Brass Festival from the Victoria Theatre in Halifax. Conducting was Paul Andrews, and the flugelhorn soloist was my guest today, Nicola Shaw. Nicola, let's go back in time a little bit further than those Wingate days now. So where did that brass playing journey begin? I got into banding because my granddad used to be a minor. None of my family are musicians, which I kind of like, really, because everyone in banding just gets to know me for me. There's no expectation, if you like. Um, he took me down to Goulburn Junior Band because um, some of his ex-mining pals were still there. Um, I did ask to play trombone. They wouldn't let me because I was too small. <laughs> I swear. I started on soprano and I was about seven, eight. And then I joined the senior band on Cornet when I was 13 because the conductor there, Jason Smith, like came to a junior band um, gig and was like, well, like, I think she's ready to come to the, the senior band. And that that's it, really. That's just where it started. Were you serious about your playing from quite early on or was that something that gradually built up over time? I always just played because I enjoyed it. I think it's just my personality that I'm serious about everything I do. So yeah, I always was like, I remember I didn't know how to write sheet music at like age 89, so I didn't have a teacher or anything. So I'd used to come home and if I wanted to play like tunes, I'd write the letters, you know, like G, C, D, because I just because I wanted to like play music at home. But yeah, as for being serious as in having an end goal or something, no, I never had that. I never thought that my career would like take me into music and I, I could do this for a living, but it, it has really. You recently enjoyed some solo success, winning both the Open Slow Melody and Air Vary categories of the Southwest Brass Band Association Solo Contest. Is that solo spotlight something that you relish? I did. I entered that competition during lockdown just because I wanted to keep myself motivated. Like I said, my personality is just, I've always done it for myself, if you like. like I'm quite a highly motivated person. Um, I never expected to win that competition so um and I ended up winning both categories um, I remember when it came out on YouTube so the adjudicator was the um arranger composer of Carnival Cocktail the piece that I've been practicing um and it's quite unusual for um I'd say a flugel player to play something as different as that, as high, as low, like there's like some super Fs in there, like some pedal notes. It's really quick. Normally in a band, flugel players just get to play the, the slow melodies, which I love. It's still like my favourite solo to play a slow melody. I think I play along with Ewan Williams' CD on a daily basis. But I just wanted to push myself in lockdown. Um, so, yeah, when I read the um, remarks that Steve sent me on his, like, on his piece, it was really flattering, really. It made me feel like my lockdown, like I did something worthwhile. Yeah, it's a positive to take out of what was really quite a challenging experience for everybody. Well, as you look back on your banding life so far, Nicola, who would you pick out as major influences on your playing? I know we've spoken about Paul already. Are there any other players or conductors or even family members, perhaps? As I got older, um, 
I and I started to listen to band recordings, Ewan Williams immediately stood out. Um, and I think as a player, he is probably the only player, the only flugel player that um, inspired me. I bought his CD and I think for the past three years, because I've only been on flugel for four or five years. So um, when I was looking to like develop my sound, because I never had a flugel tutor, um, I just started playing along with all his recordings, um, would look at old band um, test piece recordings and listen to him in that and play along with them. Um, I also met David King just before COVID hit, so like February last year, um, and I introduced myself to him. I explained Ewan was a big is a big like inspiration of me because if people don't already know, like um, Dave was a big influence on Ewan's um, life as well. I think he transitioned him onto flugel. He agreed to teach me. And yeah, that was a very inspiring lesson um, that kept me and he keep, kept me motivated throughout lockdown as well, really. Big inspirations, indeed fantastic. Now, playing for a band like Fairies and before that Wingates will obviously take up quite a bit of your time. What do you like to do when you're not sitting in the band room, Nicola? What keeps you busy? I just feel like I practice 24-7. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a brass tutor, so I do that for work. Socially, I just like meeting up with my friends and going out, probably like most 24-year-olds, to be honest. I have, a, I have a dog, I'm a big animal fan, so I can just like going out with my dog really. But yeah, just socialising with my friends. Well, here you are, Nicola, at the start of this exciting new chapter in your banding life. You've been able to achieve a lot already, including performing in places like the Royal Albert Hall, Symphony Hall and the Sage. What's next on your to-do list? What's next on your shopping list? I'd like to think with the atmosphere in fairies at the moment and they're investing a lot in youth in the next few years, fairies could have some big things lined up, some hopefully good results. Um, I've never done a Europeans. I'd like to do a Europeans. I'd like to like go overseas with a band, really. I've not got... I've, I try not set expectations, really, and just enjoy enjoy what I'm doing hopefully I'll be I've been with the last two bands for eight years hopefully I'll be with fairies just as long if not longer and just finally as we look forward gradually things starting to open up again and we hope it obviously continues in that vein how are you feeling about the the weeks and months ahead in the short term just looking enjoying getting back to rehearsals and looking forward to hopefully getting on stage at the Albert Hall yeah, short term. I was speaking to my conductor. I was speaking to Adam last night. Actually, it's like it's come like so so quick because we we was all waiting to find out it was actually going ahead as well, really, because of obviously COVID. And now now we know it definitely is. It's like full steam ahead. So I feel like I'm almost already back into it in my head because when we were doing Brass Pass with Wingates, we were doing them extra weekend rehearsals and. We were rehearsing like three hours doing sectionals and it was all full on, full on. So I've not been out of the game with like COVID too long. But um, yeah, I am looking forward to getting back on stage. It'll be my first gig with a band. It's a massive flugel part, really. The, the whole piece is, I think, five pages long and my solo or like duet is a whole page of that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to performing. 
That's it for this episode of BB On The Record. Thanks to Nicola Shaw and thank you to you for listening. Do get in touch about anything you might have heard on the podcast. You can email info at britishbandsman.com. Remember, you can enjoy a digital subscription to British Bandsman. It costs just £42.99 for one year. For the latest news, interviews and masterclasses from the stars, make sure you don't miss out. Go to BritishBandsman.com and click on subscribe. As for this podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Or just ask your smart speaker to play the BB On The Record podcast. Please leave a review if you can, the more the merrier. Join me next time on BB On The Record. Bye for now.